everyone. Welcome back to the Gryffindor Common Room. I'm your host, Retta. And I'm your host, Michelle. And this week, we are going to be talking about the Defense Against the Dark Arts professors. Ooh, this is always uh, a fun discussion to have a deep dive into these characters. I love this. Yeah, it's going to be great to go through and like methodically discuss pros and cons of each one. And yeah, just do a deep dive on it. It's going to be great. Look, if, if there are two of them we can find pros for, three of them. Um, I'll, I'll mail you a $100 bill. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Because there are three of them. I, I just, I don't know if we could. All right, yeah. before we get started here, we do have a character birthday. We have James Potter, whose birthday is March 27th. Happy birthday, James. Yep, happy birthday. So, how old? I wish we had the year he was born. I'd love to know how old he would be now. Cause... Oh, I'm going to find it. I heard the uh, keyboard going. 1960. Okay. 17 years older than me. Okay. Okay. Wow. All right. Try and do the math. It's not working. My, br You know, I didn't work today. Today was my 63. day off. 63. So... You know, no one likes to show off, Retta. Just saying. Okay, you've been listening to my brain's malfunctions for the last two hours while we've been on the phone. This is true. It's been kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why we're friends. Yep. Anyway, before we get too far into the show, please don't forget to rate and follow us wherever you are listening. Uh, this helps us grow, helps new listeners find the show, and is an easy way for you to show support for us. Also wanted to give you all a spoiler alert. Uh, we are going to be going through the entire series discussing each of the dark arts professors um, from Harry's first six years, we will probably be mentioning um, the situation at Hogwarts during his seventh year, even though Harry wasn't there. So this will be the entire series. Yep. So just a quick rundown. That means we're discussing Professor Quirrell, Professor Lockhart, Professor Lupin, uh, Barty Crouch Jr. at slash Mad-Eye Moody. Umbridge, Snape, and unofficially, Harry Potter himself. All right, so first on our list, Quirrell. Okay, find a pro for that one. I mean, it sounds like he actually taught them fairly competently in class because they were able to make it through the challenges at the end of the year, like the three of them. Um, but yeah, also he did have, you know, Voldemort sticking out of the back of his head. So there's that. Uh, yes, they were able to figure out the challenges, but some of that was Ron and Hermione. Yeah. I mean, how much of, and, and Hagrid opening his mouth. I shouldn't have said that. I should not have said that. I mean, let's be honest here. <laughs> how much of that was really cruel? Probably not much. I, yeah, and I don't know if that's just because that's their first year, and so there wasn't... They didn't have much use of comparison, but he... At least we didn't have classes portraying him as as incompetent 
as most of the other professors. Lockhart. But before we discuss him, let's continue in the crawl. It seemed very odd to have a man of his nature teaching that class. You know, I hear Defense Against the Dark Arts, and I'm picturing some, you know, pardon my language, badass professor. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing Mad-Eye Moody or, or even Snape, someone with experience in this. Well, he had experience, right? It was just that he was so scared by an interaction with a vampire, and that's supposedly why he stuttered. Yes. I mean, I'm sure it didn't help having Voldemort in the back of his head. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I'd also want my defense against the dark arts teacher to be able to protect me. (laughs) I don't know that. Look, Quirrell probably couldn't have protected anyone from a fly. You know, probably not. I think that probably does happen when you have the Dark Lord, like, sucking part of your soul. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm I, not, I mean, I'm blaming Curl. I mean, he is the one that accepted Voldemort there. But he's just an unfortunate case. Very unfortunate. Yeah. Do we want to give each of these a, like a rating out of 10? Sure. 10 being the best teacher. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to say like a 3 out of 10. I'd say a, a 2.5 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let, let's go on to Lockhart. <laughs> there there are so many issues with that one yeah i i mean it it made for a comedic story (laughs) um because the man was just a total buffoon honestly um (laughs) all right name something positive about him he didn't actively try to kill harry wrong he didn't try to kill him. Obliviate, yes. Oh, no, he was going to let Harry go into the Chamber of Secrets and basically die. He was not going to go first. You know that. Right, but it wasn't actively trying to kill him the way that, like, Quirrell that, or uh, Barty Crouch did. Barty Crouch wasn't trying to actually kill him. Well, he was delivering him to somebody for the intense, like... Here you go, one Harry Potter, already tired from making it through the maze, ready for you to kill. Okay, valid point. But, yeah, uh, okay, okay, I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, that is his one redeeming <laughs> quality. His only redeeming quality. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't really think of much else, because he just like i am lockhart i am beautiful therefore i don't need to do much 
other than perform memory charms after interviewing people about their lives and stealing their life story. You and I talked earlier on about Kenneth Branagh not being the most handsome man to look at in that role. Mm-hmm. <laughs> however, however, I will say he did a very good job of portraying the role. Oh, he nailed the attitude for sure. He did. Yes. Um, he, he did nail it. Part of me wonders if that was him projecting, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I do have a few issues with Kenneth Brenna. Like he cheated on Emma Thompson. Rude. He treated, he cheated on Trelawney with Bellatrix. Come on, man. Not that it's right? ever acceptable to cheat on your wife because or on your spouse or significant other ever. Like that's never a thing that's okay, but especially her. Like, come on, man. I know. <sighs> I know. I was so disappointed when I found that one out. But no, back to Lockhart. Not about Kenneth Bernal. He did, you know, well, Kenneth did nail the attitude and everything and just personified what I read. Mm-hmm. He did a great job with that. Very, very proud of him for that. Agreed. Lockhart, he didn't teach them anything. Yeah. I mean, hypothetically, I think they may have learned some things from his books, but it's not like... Yeah, it's not like he even used, like, the standard textbook for Defense Against the Dark Arts for the year. Right. I mean, at that point, what what did they actually learn? What did he actually teach them in the classroom that was useful, that could have helped in Defense Against the Dark Arts? Minimal to none. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. Like I think they probably learned in that classroom, but only because he was like, "Yeah, I'll just let you three whip up the rest of these back into their cage." Bye. And like, so yes. you know, experience is the I, best teacher, but that would not count as Lockhart being a, t- a competent teacher. No, no. I I will have to send you this TikTok. It was hilarious. There's this one TikToker I've started following, and they swear that McGonagall and Snape are BFFs. Oh, I kind of love that. I know, so do I. Especially, so there's that scene where they're talking about uh, Jenny being taken to the Chamber of Secrets. Mm -hmm. And you see the looks that Alan Rickman and Maggie Smith are giving each other. Like those looks that you don't even really notice unless you're looking for them. And it's like the side eye when they're talking about him. And um, it's it's so funny. And I just... I was watching it today and I cracked up laughing. I was laughing so hard. I'm really sure. I was surprised you didn't call me and go, why do I hear your laughter all the way in Denver? (laughs) I mean, I was, I was cracking up pretty hard there. I love the shade that they throw back and forth where they're just like, oh, well, you know, now's really your moment, Lockhart. Haven't you been the one who's been telling us all year? Like, how you know how to defeat the Chamber of Secrets monster if only you knew where it was? Well, now you know where it is. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Oh, yeah. And then he leaves mm-hmm. and McGonagall's like, all right, now that we've got that idiot out of the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I, 
And you know that McGonagall and Snape saw right through him. Oh, 100%. Because they are both very, like, accomplished magical people in their own rights. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, McGonagall, neither one of them has any tolerance for nonsense at all, so. No. It, someone had done on the TikTok and posted, you know that they were, like, uh, in each other's rooms talking later, sipping tea, talking about that incompetent nitwit. <laughs> and I could see it. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, it, it, it was bad. Yeah. So what what would you rate him? I'd give him a one out of ten. Wow, you're nicer than me. You're giving him a zero? Oh, I'm giving him a negative five. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I, I took off a lot of points for the fact that he required people to buy his books instead of textbooks. Yeah, that's, yeah. The ego was too high on that one. Yeah. I could, I, that's a negative five for me. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh. All right. On to Lupin. He's wonderful. Arguably the most competent. I love Lupin. Oh yeah, yeah. I I would say that if he and Snape had gotten along, if they had been friends, could you imagine them teaching that class together? Yeah, they could have totally been a powerhouse doing it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Lupin taught them a lot of practical things. Yep, and he went through an organized textbook. He Mm -hmm. took the time to help Harry, like, give him extra lessons with the Dementor to teach him Mm -hmm. the Patronus charm. You know, even, like, when they first get to school and Madame Pomfrey is all worried about the kids and she's like, oh, like, have you had any chocolate? The Dementors, blah, blah, blah. And Harry's like, oh, yeah, Professor Lupin already gave us some. She's like, oh, finally, a competent defense against the dark arts Mm -hmm. professor. Like, yes, yes. I mean, and any teacher that's going to supply me with chocolate is on my good list. Oh, yeah. Anybody who gives me chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I have I have been known to tell my regular customers at work that I can be bribed with chocolate, and I'm not even kidding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. You know what else I loved about Lupin, too, is that... We see that a boggart is something that you can experience in your own house. We find out, you know, and so this was something practical that they could use, not every day, but when the situation arised. You know? Um, Just very hands-on stuff that you need through your life. And he was willing to teach it. Yeah, and he kept things at an appropriate level for them where they were at, you know, unlike mm-hmm. unlike Moody and even Hagrid, who kind of introduced things that were like, yeah, this might be a little mature for these students, 
he kept things age appropriate but still comprehensive and it was both the book knowledge and the practical hands-on knowledge Mm -hmm. yeah i would love to have seen where he could have taken that class year after year yeah uh the only problem I, I could think with Lupin is that he was a little too friendly towards the kids. And it makes me wonder if there would have been problems later on with discipline. But we don't know. Yeah. I mean, I had some teachers that, like, in school I was really good friends with, really close with, like, that. And, like, the one in particular that I'm thinking of I had known from the time that I was, like, four years old and she was basically like my second mm-hmm. mom um and like we would joke around we'd have a great time but I knew where the line was still and so yeah yeah Lupin reminds me a lot of her <laughs> right that can be a very touchy line um I'm very surprised that he gave the Marauders map back to Harry even though he was no longer Harry's teacher knowing what could happen with that map i was still very surprised i'm not that's absolutely something that i would do to my friend's kid just be like make sure you hold on to this don't let it out of your sight have fun with your pranks i can encourage that now that i'm no longer your teacher (laughs) and i'm not letting you around my kids no i'm kidding i'm kidding (laughs) um yeah, n- not this leaky con, but the next one, uh, twenty twenty four. That's the one I'm worried for because Eileen said she's joining us. Nice. So, so I'm kind of afraid of the two pranks you guys would come up with on me. <laughs> and and no one can see this, uh, but Rada and I, of course, have video on, and she's giving me a very evil smile. Oh, is my Slytherin showing? showing it's full front (laughs) there was no gryffindor in that smile i'm just saying all i can say is watch out for snape in the shower (laughs) okay i think that needs to be our leaky con ribbon my slytherin is showing oh yes i'm gonna write that down right underneath my right underneath my drawing of us (laughs) <laughs> yes, I like that. My Slytherin is showing. <laughs> oh, I hope that doesn't offend any Slytherins because I love Slytherins. I've met some very nice Slytherins. And we will. Yeah. That's just us giving each other a hard time. Like, my best friend is a Slytherin. There is no prejudice here. That's just, you know, the, 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 some of the stereotypes about Slytherin are just, you know, the sneaky little things that are popping up here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into that later on. I've got a note on that. Back to the yeah. teachers. Um, yeah, I think Lupin is one of my favorites on there. Um, I think he'd be in my top ten characters in the series, period. Well, yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. When we're talking, you know, characters, though, I will always pair him with Tonks. Yep. They go hand in hand. Yep. Um, and in my own little fantasy world, they're they're alive and being driven crazy by Teddy. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. All right. Ready to rate him? 
Oh, yeah. What would you rate him? 10 out of 10. 9.5 out of 10. Okay, what's your point five? My point five is going to be that he was a werewolf. Okay. Because while I know that he meant no harm towards the Golden Trio, they were at risk. Yeah. And I think he needed to have a better control of his situation before he became a teacher. But I would I would have had no problem sending my kids to him. I just would like to know for sure that he had a handle on the whole werewolf situation. That's fair. Like if you if that is something you have to do, keep looking at a calendar because of whatever uh, disorder, disease, uh, disability you have. How did he not recognize that it was that close to the full moon and he needed to be locked up? So that is where my point five disappears from. Fair. Totally fair. All right. Our next one, Barty Crouch slash Mad-Eye Moody. <sighs> now, for anyone who hasn't gotten through the series, you know, we apologize. Like we said, there are going to be spoilers if you have not. Um gotten through it maybe you're reading uh the fourth book it is not mad-eye moody it is barty crouch who has used polyjuice potion and he has mad-eye moody the real mad-eye moody locked in a trunk with an undetectable extension charm on it i think he was more competent than a lot of the other teachers because he even though his motives were incorrect he did still actually teach the class things like the way that he took neville aside after the lesson where he showed them the unforgivable curses and he gave him the herbology book you know it helped restore a lot of confidence to neville that had been beaten out of him by a lot of his classmates Mm -hmm. and some of his other teachers Mm -hmm. you know those were very good things but also like you know he like we mentioned before package it up harry stuck a bow on his head and sent him to voldemort to be killed like that's a definite problem yeah that is a huge issue um do i think the children were the right age to be taught the unforgivables at that point yes maybe not to see them performed on a poor scorpion or whatever it was i think it was actually a scorpion someone's and here's the thing i i read and remember where i got this information that scorpion was actually something that won't even bite humans or attack humans or sting humans so it literally posed no threat oh i know it was just really creepy yeah but do i think they were the right age to learn what the curses were yes yeah because he had a point like they need to know what's out there yes showing them was wrong um, okay, maybe I could see showing the Imperio. Yeah. And you could have taken that not to the extreme he did where it would he would try to get it to drown itself. But he could have had it maybe run across the desk 15 times or jump from uh, window to window or something like that 
Didn't he also actually perform the Imperius curse on the kids in class in a later class in the books? He was telling Harry jump onto the desk, and Harry was like, "What? No! Why would I jump onto the desk?" And instead, he like launches into it head first, and by the end of the class, he's able to fight it off completely. Oh yeah, yeah. Which that is very questionable teaching. Well, no, that was not right. I'm saying if you're going to use like a scorpion or something, you know, um, maybe use. I don't know. Use a bunny and get it to hop to only certain desks. You know what I mean? There's ways to do it with the Imperious Curse where you're not subjecting it to harm. Yeah. Um, he just happened to be an ass and do it to where it caused harm. So... Okay, so so question for you. Do you think Barty Crouch followed any sort of lesson plans that Mad-Eye Moody had put together, or do you think he just created and did entirely his own thing? Well, here's the thing. Do we know... I mean, who accepted the invitation to teach? Was it Mad-Eye Moody? I think so, because Matt, I remember he didn't get attacked until that mm, morning yeah. with the dustbins okay, incident right. on September 1st. I think he followed Matt, I's curriculum to a point. You know, Matt, I was a little off himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're not talking about someone who was um, yeah. 100% normal in any stretch of the imagination. Um. <laughs> yes, very much not stable. stable. So I think Mad Eye probably did intend to even show them the unforgivables in some fashion or go over them. Yeah, that would not surprise me. Right. Um I th- I think he he stuck to it to an extent and went off the rails though. I think he stuck to it enough not to have to the point that Dumbledore wouldn't question him. Let me put it that way. Yeah. To delay suspicion. Correct. Yeah. That That's my thought. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, I think other than that, yeah, he... <clears throat> yeah. Um, I would love to have seen what Mad-Eye would have done with the class. Yeah. I wish we'd gotten to see that. Yeah. Um, I think Mad Eye would have been a phenomenal teacher. Mm-hmm. So I would love to have seen that. All right. Any more thoughts before we rate Artie Crouch slash Mad Eye? No. All right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give him a four out of ten because he did actually help teach them some stuff, but also like. Don't send children to be killed. That's bad. Yeah, I'm I'm giving him a five out of ten. He got that extra point from me for what he did for Neville. Yep. That that's it. Um Yep. And it, yeah, that's where the extra point on that one comes from. Other than that, yeah, uh yikes. All right. So 
On to the next one. Do we do we even classify her as a teacher? We've had this discussion. Is she a teacher? She held the title of professor, so I think she is relevant to the position. Oh, I'm just saying, would you consider her a teacher? I don't. <sighs> Only by the loosest of standards, because I have had teachers that were kind of similar, where you're just like, okay, you are entirely useless. I'm going to read the assigned reading materials and teach myself what's going on here because you are useless. Like I told you, I, I, <laughs> I, I have jokingly told my boss, Dantes, that his boss is the male version of Umbridge. And if he could sit there and tack everything on the walls related to our job, he would. Yikes. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I yeah if he could get away with wearing all pink like that too I think he would <sighs> told you he's a male, he's a male on bridge yeah and I I had a teacher that well not a teacher but I had a dean of women at a certain college that I went to that was umbridge in every way like and very much so like the type of Emerge that we see in the Mary Potter sequel, where she's like, I just love you all like my daughter, so that's why I'm instituting these rules. You know, like, pretending that she's doing it for the students good. Right. But actually just not, not helpful. Right. Yeah. I think we've all worked with someone like that. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. And it just, again, the, the kindness and the respect, like, it's, it's fine and it's often necessary to have rules in place. Rules themselves are not the problem. You know, it's when you try to enforce a ton of rules without having any sort of relationship with those impacted by those rules. That's when you end up with the issue. That's when yeah. you have rebellion on there in the hearts of those people that are under those rules it's yeah one of my biggest problems with her was the detention yeah i'm sorry you're gonna cut into your hand for this detention yeah not only are you going to be tortured it's going to be self-inflicted torture right yeah i don't i don't understand why that that's happening like, what blows my mind is the fact that, like, at least in the movie, a ton of kids are getting that treatment for detention. Right. And nobody, like, the teachers and the parents, nobody seems to have an issue with this. Oh, I think they did. I think the teachers did. I think that they knew, though, that she was put in by the ministry, so could they stop this? But none of the parents wanted to write in and say anything about that? I mean, is that really something that Fudge would approve of? I think so. Because I'm not sure that she was beyond using an unforgivable on Fudge to get what she wanted. Mm, that's valid. Uh, we know, I mean, okay, let's be honest, Snape doesn't like anyone. Except McGonagall. He likes McGonagall. I I, I stand by that they were BFFs. Yep. I could totally see it. 
but Snape really hates her. I yeah, I will forever love that scene in the movies where she's just like asking him, like, you applied first for the professor position of dark arts professor, correct? Yes. Yes. No, nope. but you were unsuccessful. Out. Yes. Obviously. And and just <laughs> and the look on Alan Rickman's face, too. It's like, I'm going to punch her. Just total disgust. Mm-hmm. That's another scene where that, that same TikTok creator I was saying was showing as she gets ready to speak. You can see. Maggie Smith and Alan Rickman giving each other that look like, oh, here we go. And if you're not really watching for that in the movie, you don't see it, but they give each other looks in all seven films. Mm-hmm. And you just, I want to know what they were talking about later. I want to know those. I want to be a fly on the wall for those conversations. Yeah. What conversations were going on in the staff room after this? Like, Oh, no, I don't think it would be in the staff room. Nope. I think that they would be sitting in one of the other's private quarters where no one else could eavesdrop, no one else could walk in, mm-hmm. and they're they're just going off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's my bet. Yeah, they're so cute. I love it. So name something good about Umbridge. Come on, how bad do you want that hundred bucks? Because you know I'm good for it. <laughs> She's gonna lose the hundred bucks, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I will say. I think good came out of her being the teacher, nope. but I don't I, think she yeah. accomplished anything good in her own right. Nope. Nope. Because had she not been so incompetent, Harry would not have started Dumbledore's army and actually taught the rest of his classmates how to defend themselves. And I think that was very good for him personally, as well as obviously for the entire school as a whole. Because otherwise right. they would not have been able to defend themselves at, at the end of year six or year seven. Right. Right. She was just useless. And worse <laughs> than useless because she actively inflicted harm. Right. Like, yeah, sure, she didn't try to send him to Voldemort or anything, but probably just because she didn't yes. have the chance. <laughs> Well, she was a Voldemort supporter. So I think had she stayed there longer, she probably would have. Yeah. Or had the and opportunity let's... presented itself. Right. And let's not forget about her treatment of the other teachers. Yeah. I, mm, I, it drives me nuts to no end when somebody wants to come in and just act like they're better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. I... People are people. And yes, different people have different strengths, different levels of knowledge. Some people are more competent at certain tasks than others, but that doesn't mean that you are worth more as a person just because you're better at those things. Right. I worked with a girl like that. I think she was only there for two, three weeks, but she literally came in and in training was like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I don't need this. Okay, Umbridge. Um, yeah. All right. Where, where? What score would you give her? A zero out of ten. I'm gonna give her a negative ten out of ten. All right. I have no problem issuing negatives. 
the fact that she tried to to basically evict Trelawney. The handwriting or, you know, torturing the students, torturing themselves, asking Snape for Veritaserum. Thankfully, he said no. Well, but he did have some because she was able to use it on some students. Yeah, she was. But I think he was also very picky on who he let her use it on. Mm -hmm. You know, that is another scene that I love is up in Dumbledore's office after Marietta snitches and yes um (laughs) you know like she's like mcgonnell or kingsley secretly does the memory charm on marietta so that she forgets about it and you know she's like shaking her head and i'm just like what what do you mean you were just telling me about it and mcgonnell's just like uh she shook her head which means no so unless miss edgecombe is using some form of sign language as of yet unknown to humans she means no (laughs) right yes sass master yes yes no i mean i'm sure snape had more veritas serum mm-hmm. he, but he so he basically lied yeah on having more yeah that doesn't seem like the type of thing he would run out of no no um i highly doubt he did i think he had to let her use a little bit. Yep. But then he was he was like, "Yep, I'm done. Nope, sorry, I'm I'm fresh out. Sorry, and it's gonna take forever to brew. Sorry, Sarah Bachelet. My bad. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That that's why she gets all those negative points. I just I can't. No. All right. On to the one who wanted the job from the beginning, Severus Snape. I honestly don't remember much about him as a Defense Against the Dark Arts professor. I don't either. Because there's just Um, so much else going on that year. Like, Harry spends way more time, like, at least in the books, the perspective that we get is way more Harry's lessons with Dumbledore, Harry playing Quidditch, Harry being obsessed with Ginny, Harry in potions class... Harry with the potions book. Yes. We just don't see much of Snape as Defense Against the Dark Arts professor. I remember more from the one class that he taught in third year than from the entire year is. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm going to take the information we have about him that we know from the little tidbits here and there. Okay. When it comes to the dueling club, going back with Lockhart. Mm-hmm. he wasn't about the showing off. Now, do I think he was very good at dueling? Oh, yeah. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that man knew what he was doing. Uh, he could have been way worse to <laughs> Lockhart than he right. was. Right. So I'm going to say that he was very good at that and probably taught them quite a bit. I don't know. Uh, we know that Hermione got very good grades in his class. Mm-hmm. For defense against the dark arts. Yep. We don't hear any complaints that entire time about Snape teaching the dark arts, which, again, the books are from Harry's point of view. So if there was a problem with Snape teaching that class, we would have heard about it. Mm hmm. Because we 
certainly heard plenty about his issues with him as potions professor. Exactly. Which it was pointed out to me that was probably very unfair of Harry. Harry probably, you know, potions is just like chemistry. Um, and there's some people cut out for it and some people not cut out for it. You, you kind of have to be a stickler for the rules in chemistry and in potions, yeah. which is, is why when um, that class is being taught by Slughorn, Hermione is like, no, it says right here, this is what we have to do. And yet <laughs> she still did horrible. Poor mm -hmm. Hermione. Her first bad grade. She should have been happy to have Snape as a potions professor. Mm -hmm. They don't realize how lucky they got with that, honestly. Yeah, well, and I think it kind of goes to show just like how much Snape's attitude really did affect Harry's ability to perform in class because when like technically Snape was also his professor in his sixth year, he just didn't have didn't know Snape didn't have the outward malice and hatred that went between the two of them and then he actually was like competent in potions class well he was only competent because he was following snape's book and not doing what slughorn said right you know which again shows a sense of re rebellion that you really shouldn't have in a potion slash chemistry classroom you know I mean, he, is a, he is a Gryffindor <laughs> he is James Potter's son mm -hmm. um but no we don't we don't hear anything bad about Snape so it's hard to really give him a fair grade on this yeah because it's hard to, like hard to know what points to give and what points to take away right um, yet no one complains through that entire book about Snape being the Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. I need to reread Half-Blood Prince. It's so good. It's my favorite of the books. Mm. You're not wrong. I love Half-Blood Prince. Um, I don't I don't know how to grade him. I don't either. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I Okay, I'll start. I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give him a 6 out of 10. I'm giving him point for the dueling. I mean, granted, it was back when Lockhart was the professor. But he was actually trying to show them how to do it correctly. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the points are going to be that we didn't hear any complaints. Not from Harry, Ron, or Hermione. Or even Neville. So, And he didn't actively try to kill Harry. Correct. That's <laughs> extra point. I should give him 10 extra points, actually, with the rate we're going with the Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers. That <laughs> that should have made it a 10 out of 10, honestly. Um, no, and I'm, I'm going to give him um, an extra point as well. Um, I was going to say why, and then you said he didn't try to actively kill Harry, and my train of thought just kind of derailed. It was kind of like a really bad Amtrak accident. Um, Sorry. Did you snort laugh at me? Yes, I did. Yay! Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, my, my extra point for him, too, is that he 
being a master at the dark arts themselves. Mm. Who better to teach defense than someone who's got the experience, which is why, again, which is why Moody would have gotten extra points had it actually been Moody. Because again, if you're going to teach me how to go against something, I need you to know what the first thing does. Yeah, like you don't, if you're going to be identifying counterfeit bills, you don't study counterfeit bills. You study the real thing and learn how to identify anything that's not the real thing. Correct. And it's a similar principle. Exactly. So that's that's where an extra point comes for, for him. Okay, so that extra point brings you to six or to seven? Six. Okay, I think I'm going to echo that. Six out of ten seems fair. Yeah. All right. So unofficially... We have Harry Potter. My boy. Didn't know what he was doing, but he gave it his best effort and actually accomplished a lot more than pretty much any other professor, honestly. Yeah. Well, any other DADA teacher, anyway. Right. Um, and again, this is before Snape came along. So we don't know if he would have been able to teach more. Uh, once Snape had been the teacher as well and been able to help the younger kids even more. Mm -hmm. um, this was all under Umbridge. So he, at that point, has only had four teachers because Umbridge doesn't count. Mm -hmm. um, and he got them to all be able to cast the Patronus charm, which is not an easy charm. No. Yeah. I, well, and the fact that he was able to teach so many of his peers both older and younger than him right. is saying something because yeah especially when you're talking teenagers like there are not many 17 year olds that would actually like listen to and learn from a 15 year old he got fred and george to listen to him i mean yeah they didn't listen to anybody like that says a lot that right? he was <laughs> he was able to gain enough of their respect that he was able to teach them. Right. I'll never forget, though, in the movie. Uh, when they're shrinking objects and all that. And Jenny does it really well. Just the look on friend George's face as they look at Jenny like. And we're terrified of our little sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the moment where, like, it's going to be Ron versus Hermione. And friend and George make a bet. And oh. Hermione totally just blasts him over backwards. And then you see the one, like, pass money to the other. <laughs> it's like, really? You're you're betting against your sister-in-law to be. Are you sure that's a... Do you know Hermione Granger? Have you met Hermione Granger? Yeah. Like, this, this is the woman that spends the summers in your house, and you're betting against her? Yep. Are you crazy? Um, Have you lost your mind? Right? Um, what I love about that scene too, uh, getting a little off ta track, but we're talking about the uh, Dumbledore's army bit though, is, <laughs> you know, can you see Ron and Hermione getting into an argument and her going, fine, do you want to duel it out? And him having flashbacks <laughs> to that going, nope, no, we're good, honey. You win, you win this argument. We're good. You know what? Never mind. Yep. We're fine. Mm -hmm. No, No need to continue this. Nope. But I, th I think Harry brought out the best in all of them with those meetings and learning. Just amazing. And even the community that he created, you know, like 
beginning of sixth year when Neville and Luna are like, oh, we're not having that this year. And Harry's like, well, no point now that Umbridge is gone. And Luna's just like, oh, I liked those meetings. It was like having friends. Yeah. Girl. You do have friends, Luna. Hang out with Ginny. That was that was one of my other favorite parts about LeakyCon was being dressed up as Ginny and finding somebody else who was dressed up as Luna and like both coming to the front to defend the characters we were dressed up as. We just were like, like we went up there and we were just like, I don't even remember who initiated it, but we just were like holding hands and like standing next to each other and like hugging on each other. And we're like, yeah, and we're best friends. Like, no, I don't know yeah. her actual name, but like we're, we're Luna and Ginny. Obviously we're besties. Right. That's what I loved also on the, on the reunion. I don't, did you see the reunion or not? No, I haven't seen it yet. You have my HBO Max information. You have your own account on there. Uh, to be fair, I've only had that for like two weeks. You've had it for a month. I have no defense. <laughs> <laughs> You have your own name on there. You need to go watch it. I know, but there's no. there's a new season of The Mandalorian that's coming out right now. It's really good. I love you. <laughs> I really do. I really, really do. I'm just saying. I I give up. Um, <laughs> no, seeing. Um, it no, it's it's pretty cool in the reunion seeing them on the train um luna jenny and hermione together Aww. and you can just picture that of course Hermione's going to hang out with jenny yeah. after hermione okay granted it's not the characters in the reunion it's actually the actors but still you can imagine it's the characters um so you know that jenny and hermione are hanging out because they're complaining about their husbands 24 7 mm-hmm. and luna being jenny's best friend you know, she's hanging out with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, can you imagine being Ron and coming home and finding Luna and your sister in your home? At that point, it's like, okay, I'm going to turn around, go grab Harry. We're going out for better beers. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Or Harry That's coming home, right. seeing Hermione and Luna there going, yep, okay, I'm going to go get Ron. We're out. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just, no. Throw Angelina into the mix and you know George, Ron, and Harry are all like, no, we're just, we're done. Yep. Boys weekend. We'll we'll let you guys just do your thing. We don't want to get hexed. (laughs) Throw Fleur into the mix. Mm -hmm. Molly Mm -hmm. into the mix. (laughs) Now you've got Bill and Arthur going out with him going, yep, nope, not stepping in that room. (laughs) No. That could be dangerous, but yeah, I poor Luna with with her comment about the friendship. That's just yeah. So, what would you score Harry at? I I think I would give him like an eight point five out of ten. I'm gonna give him a ten out of ten. Okay. The Patronus charm is a very difficult charm. Mm -hmm. Most adult wizards 
cannot perform that. Yep. And Harry taught it to a bunch of children. Yep. Extra points right there. Yep. I, the only reasons that I said below a 10 is, um, Because he kissed Cho? Well, yeah, you should not kiss your students, but I guess it's special circumstances. Um, <laughs> yeah, because if he had kissed Jenny, you wouldn't have had a problem with it. Uh, that's true. Um, <laughs> based on, like, because he had only had, like, through a fourth year education, like, yes, he knew some things that were beyond, but he didn't have the full level of education needed to teach everybody up through seventh year that would be the only reason i rated him below 10 but for teaching them what he did now would be a 10 out of 10 right just fantastic all right now this they they are not defense against the dark arts teacher they are the caros they are dark arts instructors oof yeah i'm gonna go ahead and rate them right now negative 500 out of 10 yeah seriously they had students using unforgivables on other students on first years yes um no not not okay nope nope and they worked for voldemort i just i can't yeah i they disrespected mcgonagall they Mm-hmm. were intentionally cruel they yeah there's nothing good to say about them my favorite mo- moment in that movie is when it's Snape versus McGonagall mm-hmm. and he's deflecting the spells behind him and knocking out the Caro siblings I love just before that though when like Snape stands out and everybody's like, ooh, we better get it out of the way. And then McGonagall stands up and everybody's like, oh, crap, move! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love the looks on their faces, too. Uh, Maggie Smith's and Alan Rickman's, because you can tell they don't want to fight each other. Yep. And that kind of, that further proves the BFF theory. Mm-hmm. Because it's two people who do not want to fight each other. Now, and of course, he just deflects all her spells. He never even aimed a spell at her. I don't think. I think no. they were all defensive spells. I don't think he went on the attack even once, according to the books. And then in the movies, you know, he deflects the spells, hit the hit, uh, knocks out the caros with McGonagall spells, and then grabs their wands so that when they come back to, they don't have their wands. Mm-hmm. But the caros, I the only thing they did was was strengthen. Neville's character. At a very high cost, yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing they they did. And that wasn't even intentional. Nope. No. I would rather have dealt with Barty Crouch as a teacher than the Caros. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Just awful. You know what? We should have given Barty Crouch... An extra point. For what? Turning Draco into a ferret. (laughs) 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 Is that a student? (laughs) 
technically it's a ferret. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is just forever one of my favorite scenes in the entire series. Yes. Yes. He, you know, he should have gotten that extra point for that because that was, that was good. Draco deserved it. That was very good. What is that on the top of your pencil? A stormtrooper. I don't have any Harry Potter pencil toppers. I only have this one. I, I will rectify that, but I'm surprised you're able to write with it because they miss everything. Um, yeah, fun story at an armor party once, like, one of the guys who was helping me needed a pencil to help, like, mark on the armor piece he was helping me size, and he was like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to smack you in the face there. And I was like, it's all good. It's a stormtrooper. He messed anyway. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Could you imagine, yeah. well, okay, so that, yeah, totally off topic, but you know, hey, we get on our tangents and that's half the fun. Um, Lockhart against a stormtrooper. <laughs> Did I just make your head explode? Well, I'm just, I'm wondering if storm, if stormtrooper armor would be at all resistant to, like, magic at all. And I, I don't think so. But also, it's different universes, so I don't know. So it just depends on what spell he tries to fire on them. The only one he's good at is Obliviate. Right, but you would still be able to fire a gun, even if, like... You're Obliviated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking way too hard about this. I think Lockhart's enough of a coward that the Stormtrooper would win, because as soon as the blaster started firing, I think Lockhart would run and hide. Well, you know, I don't know. Wow. You know what? I should have saved that for the Quizzler, but I didn't. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. I've, I've already started assembling um, an outtakes audio file that's just straight up outtakes, the stuff that I've deleted. So... <laughs> That's going to make for a great episode someday. I mean, there's got to be at least 20 to 30 minutes of outtakes of us just laughing. Yeah, it depends on how much of it I actually delete versus putting into it. Let me see how, I think it was like 10 minutes long just from last week alone. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. And we'll tell everyone why at the end of this episode. Okay, so Caros, what would you rate them? zero like i no, i'm not even gonna bother rating them they're not no okay so i have all of our ratings written down um so going okay. from best to worst my order was lupin harry snape Barty crouch slash moody quirrell lockhart umbridge yours was harry lupin snape Barty Crouch slash Mad-Eye, Quarrel, Lockhart, Umbridge. So we were pretty close. Yeah, we were. Well, I'm not really surprised. Nope, me either. I think, um, yeah, Lupin yeah. and Harry were the only two we differed on. Yeah. So. Not yeah. even surprised. Very good. All right. 
Now we're on to the Quizzler. Mm. And my question for you. I liked your question last week. (laughs) The question from last week is like Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. (laughs) Oh, no, we do. It's in the outtakes. That'll be shared at a later date. Um, <laughs> oh, no, we're talking my question about for you. at the end. Okay, go ahead. My question for you. Uh, which Defense Against the Dark Arts professor do you think irked Snape the most? <laughs> Umbridge. More than Umbridge. any, more than Lockhart? Yeah. I feel with Lockhart, he was just rolling his eyes a lot, at least internally. Mm-hmm. Going, okay, you're an idiot. But we know Snape did not have, and until the whole killing of Dumbledore thing, and I blame Dumbledore for everyone's dislike of Snape after that, we never hear of him having a bad working relationship with any of the teachers. Yeah. You know, I'm sure Trelawney makes him roll his eyes a bit. But you never hear of him really disliking any teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's almost somewhat implied that he does have a good working relationship with them. Mm-hmm. At least civil uh, toward most of them. Right. I mean, personally civil, but pretty good working relationship. You know? Um, so, and then Umbridge, you just, you can tell the disdain, even in the books, you can read the disdain that he has for her. (laughs) I mean, he's probably thinking, can I throw her off the astronomy tower? Yeah. And he uses bare hands for that one. Yeah. No Avada needed. We're just pushing her right off. And plenty of other creative potions and curses on the way down like and i'm pretty sure mcgonagall would have helped him he would have grabbed her arms she would have grabbed his legs one two three toss yeah (laughs) heave ho (laughs) oops sorry dolores do you need a cough drop Okay, I'm making fan art of this now. Snape McGonagall at the top of the Gryffindor, or at the top of the Astronomy Tower, and Umbridge just flat as a pancake at the bottom, and McGonagall at the top being like, cough drop, Dolores? I couldn't resist. I... <sighs> and if y'all don't follow us on social media... Here's your reminder, you should follow us on social media because I've been posting things like this on our story of just silly little doodles that I've been doing. Oh. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Oh boy. Okay. So what what if you Okay, you can answer your own question then. Uh what what were what would you say? I think it's a toss up between Lockhart and Umbridge. But probably Umbridge. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure we agree on that one. All right. So my question for you would be, which teacher hated Umbridge the most? I would be inclined to say McGonagall. And I think part of that is because McGonagall is Gryffindor. And so loyalty and justice are incredibly important to her. Not that they're not important to the other teachers. Because I don't doubt that the other teachers were upset by what happened. But McGonagall is the one that we see standing up to Umbridge the most. Like, she's the one that comes in, comforts Trelawney. She's the one that stands up to Umbridge. And so I think McGonagall was probably... Yeah, and I think I have this headcanon that McGonagall was like personally offended that Umbridge liked cats. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much everyone's headcanon. Yeah, it just <sighs> makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm of the same mindset. I I think that uh, McGonagall definitely disliked her the most out of anyone. So, yeah. Okay. Very good. All right, guys. Time for voicemails. And this week we have one from the goat, Lucy again. (laughs) Yes. Hi, everyone. It's Lucy. This might be too late to make it in for the episode on the 26th, but oh well. First, I just want to thank both of you for your focus on building a respectful and kind community because in the current world and society, a lot of groups don't always have those things as their top priorities, and it shows. (laughs) You've been setting a wonderful example for us listeners of what respectful but honest conversations look like, and it's just a breath of fresh air. My question for you this week sort of comes from my last voicemail about Ravenclaw's colors. And by the way, thanks for your input on that. I think I'm going to stick with blue and silver. If you had to change the house colors of any Hogwarts house, which one would you change and what would you change it to? For our purposes, we'll just pretend the other house colors don't exist so you can choose any color even if it overlaps with others. I can't wait to hear back and have an awesome week. Thanks. So Lucy also left us um, a comment on our last uh, Spotify episode, uh, kind of echoing the same thing. She said, you two are such an inspiration. I'm so proud of you and the respect you stand for, and you teach young people like me how to make a better world. Us fans have your back now and forever. You matter. So, thank you for all of that, Lucy. It it really means the world to both of us because we've both got some personal stuff going on, and so just knowing that we have support and love from people and that people actually care about what we have to say is is very nice yeah and it it just kind of reminds you you're not alone even when you feel like you are Mm -hmm. so yeah thank you lucy you want to answer her question first oh i've been thinking about this (laughs) since we got the voicemail and i'm having such a hard time with it (laughs) okay you want me to go yeah, if you have an answer, oh, go for it. I, I do. Okay, so um, mine would be changing Hufflepuff's colors. Um, okay, so I need everyone to remember here that 
the mascot for Hufflepuff um, is not what, especially us as Americans, think it is. Okay, it's a badger. Now, if you've ever seen the European badgers, though, the English ones, they're actually cute, adorable. They're not these horrible looking monsters that look like they can tear <laughs> your face off in five seconds. You want to go up and give them a hug and cuddle them and tell them how cute they are. Um, so, you know, and um, badgers are black and white. Obviously, you know, white really wouldn't go well as a color for that. So I would change it to maybe um, black and silver to just kind of represent more of the badger. Mm. Yeah, I was kind of think leaning toward changing Hufflepuff as well. Just like the black and yellow is a very stunning combination, but it doesn't fit as well with the other three. Like I, the other three all have a metal. Right, it reminds me of a bumblebee. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um Yeah, and like the other three houses all have some sort of silver as part of their crest. So I like your idea for black and silver but also that wouldn't like it, it needs some sort of like a homey feel to it and so I'm almost thinking like purple and gold or purple and silver right but also I'm not a Hufflepuff so I can't necessarily change their colors but <laughs> I just think having something that's a little bit more regal I guess and has an actual metal in it like the other three houses mm. would be good yeah so, thank you for the question, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That that really made me think. I actually um, thought about it after I got the voicemail. Um, you know, after we got it, and I, I sat there uh, on my drive to work thinking about that. That's what took an ent my entire twenty minute drive to work was thinking about the colors. Yeah. So yeah, just uh, yeah. Okay. I, wow, she still got me thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. All right. A uh, quick shout out to um, my friend Montana. Uh, she got me four Harry Potter dolls. Uh, she got me the Golden Trio and McGonagall. Aww. So more to add to my ever-growing collection of merch. <laughs> All right. Um, any shout outs on your end? Nope, just general thank you all for your support, and we'd love to hear from you guys. Yes, um, before we get into that, though, do keep in mind this episode is brought to you by Spotify for podcasters. It's a great way for podcasters to see all the analytics and get an idea of what's going well and what episodes are not going so well. It's also a great place for you guys to leave us messages um, and voicemails. So thank you for Spotify for podcasters. Yep. And it's super, super user-friendly. Like if you're thinking about starting your own podcast, I definitely recommend going with Spotify for podcasters, formerly known as Anchor, because Michelle and I had no idea what we were doing when we started. And yeah, huge shout out again to Cal from the Franchise Den for helping me figure out how to use everything. But Anchor has just been so user-friendly and so easy to figure out that it's just been invaluable. Well, you make it sound like we have an idea of what we're doing now. 
we have more of an idea. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> um, so a future episode that will be coming up uh, that Retta and I have talked about will be out uh, outtakes from different podcasts. And that will be just probably a good 30, 40 minutes of us laughing. That's all you'll probably hear. That and us uh, sputtering around words uh, because Retta is great at editing. So you don't get to hear all those little faux pas. So (laughs) (laughs) there we go. And a whole bunch of just random little excerpts like last week, just randomly in the middle of the episode. I'm just like, oh, I hate being sick. And like, yeah, it's it's just going to be a great just like little clips and quips back and forth between us. And hearing Retta realize there are certain questions she should not ask me. Like uh, last week. No, no, know, no. Pre- we don't need to mention this. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, Preston was supposed to be on the show and we found out literally last minute that he couldn't do it. So, um, you know, no big deal. It is what it is. But that didn't give us really any chance to revisit our Quizler questions. So Retta asked, um, me the question that she would have asked Preston and I'll save that for for the episode uh the outtakes episode but if you know me and if you've listened to the podcast your jaw will hit the floor so <laughs> it would have been an innocent question with Preston yeah with Preston it, you know I mean you, you've known me for how long you know how my brain works all right guys uh do not forget we are on instagram facebook and tiktok the links in the show notes Uh, we would also love to hear from you guys Uh, send us a voicemail or an email again the link for those is in the show notes our email is gryffindorcommonroompod at gmail.com we would just love to interact with you guys like if there's certain episode topics you'd like us to cover feedback that you have on anything we've discussed um, you know, even if you're listening back to old episodes, you know, months or weeks after we've released them, we'd still love to hear your thoughts on them. So let us know. Oh, and quick note, since we are getting up there in listeners um, and how many plays we've had on the podcast. So uh, we are now at 423 plays. When we reach 500 we will be doing a giveaway um, of a piece of merch. So keep listening, stay tuned, and we'll give you the details. Yeah, we're super excited about that. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. I'm your host, Retta. And I'm your host, Michelle. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Bye.